Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I am Ollie Davis, joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I am curiously excited because, and podcast people won't even, no one will know about this, even the YouTube viewers with all the stuff in vision, because just behind the camera, we have invested in a £22 digital clock yes. for the studio so we can we can keep time better. <laughs> because that was one of the main things. I don't know if people wanted us to just make less rambly videos or they just didn't like the super chats. But we're trying out all the ways, Yeah, that's it. We? We're yeah. just trying to do various different things to make better content for everyone. So, yeah, super chats still aren't back. Yeah. Oh well, that's that's still ten days away. Yeah. So the the trial process will expire next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're collate gonna have a look data. at collate the data, have a look at things. Uh, on the initial run, literally nothing has changed viewing wise. Yeah. But maybe you need a few weeks for people to go. Huh? Super chat's gone. Uh, does anyone emailed in about it at all? We have had no emails about <gasps> super chats. No, considering uh, what happened last year. But I do wonder whether or not everyone just left. Like yes. those people who didn't like them, just at, when they found out that their campaign didn't win, they just stopped listening mm. overall. But you would think the people who who wanted it to stay in would would say, "Oh, wicked!" Yeah, but no one. Please said, keep, no but messaging. no one did that. In fact, like uh, uh, Ewan, our um, uh, leader of the Discord, mm. um, has just said he goes, oh, "I go back and forth. Sometimes I like them, sometimes mm. I don't." Well, maybe there's a there's a there's a good condensed maybe there's a a middle ground that we still haven't figured out yet anyway i'm excited about this clock it's quite nice isn't it It it's digital it looks like a game of snake because each number is divided into a little square Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you're not as into it as i am i mean it's a clock I okay, so I I thought it was going to be different. I thought it was going to be like a timer. Was, what like we would hit the timer and it would start. Yeah, I don't know 
That's also what I thought. I don't know <laughs> if it has that function. Yeah. I just assumed it would. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking through the instructions yesterday, I couldn't see anything that said did, there was. Did you not think to look at this when you were buying this £22 it, it clock? It was a £22 clock. Spending all of our precious resource. I just assumed a £22 clock, which, by the way can tell us the temperature. <laughs> yeah. There's a button that we press on it. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Because I was fiddling around with it earlier today. It'll be like 21 degrees Celsius. You can change it into Fahrenheit. Why does it not then also have a stopwatch effectively? Yeah. It's got a countdowner. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So I saw it had a countdown thing. Yeah. But that's like, that's just going to make me anxious. Yeah. And that's... there'll probably be an alarm feature. Yeah. I've also set so many alarms on that thing when I was trying to get the time right. Do you think you've been winding people up? Because there are people who work here after hours, mm. like in their studios. <laughs> You'd hope in a soundproofed room that that mm. wouldn't get out. Yeah, but we can hear people partying downstairs. Oh, that's a good point. Um, this email came in from Paul in the middle of November. Um, and it's one actually that kind of like it hit me a little bit when I read it. And I've not been wanting to kind of like revisit it because it it did hit me. Oh, yeah. But it's from Paul who says, Hi, Luke. Long-time fan of the show. Really enjoying the content. Find it difficult to keep up sometimes. However, you should know you said something truly damaging on Saturday's episode. Saturday? So this so th- was a, this would have been a, a while, weekend this, once. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Wow. Um, I am head of a large sixth form college and your throwaway comment of, I didn't revise and I'm okay to the lad who was revising <laughs> was really problematic. Mm. In my experience, young people need no encouragement to not do something and something like that could easily be the spark that makes the difference in a young man's life. These kids are going into a way more competitive world than you are, uh, you or I, and uh, there are literally hundreds of young people I know who say they wish they'd tried harder, so please stop. Instead, maybe congratulate these people and remind them to look after themselves and not overwork. Yes. I guess uh, what what, what to, to, to jump to your defense, I think what you were saying is don't be too anxious about it. It's easy to get caught up in the moment. And, you know, re- like some people suffer a lot of stress. Some over people exams. go to like push themselves to mm. unto- untold levels of stress over yeah. the, the stress of doing your GCSEs or A levels. Which ultimately, and I'm not, not devaluing anyone's achievement doesn't really play into the rest of your life. I know it seems like it does at the time. And you're, but literally two years later, no one's talking about them. Yeah. Because you've then got A-levels. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, but you should also revise. You should you should revise. But as uh, Paul said in his email, they're a very clever headmaster. Mm. Listen to this show. Don't get yourself worked up over the revision. Take those breaks. Yeah. I remember like, my wife once told me a story that she was revising so hard she fell asleep in a book. Like, you know, just head down and just wow. fell asleep on the book she was reading. She falls asleep everywhere, though. Well, that's very true. I mean, you know, which really does sort that's of... That's just normal. It just downplays. <laughs> <laughs> but she was really like... I think she kind of pushed herself very yeah. hard within her exams. And, you know, her results certainly reflect that. My exam results probably reflect that I didn't try particularly hard. But, you know, I also completed Final Fantasy Seven. Well, yeah. You know? Which, you is, which is a life achievement unto itself. It's unfortunate they don't put that on CVs. No, I know. People don't really ask for that sort of stuff. I mean, I did have it on early drafts. Yeah. But then I thought, I should probably take that off, to be honest. I think I once put something like that. You know, in the bottom where it's like hobbies. Yeah, you're trying to be a bit and, quirky. And this wasn't even me 
trying to oh really no this was sincere oh, and sincere. serious i was okay. like well i play a lot of video games and you know that means i'm really good at team teamwork and just like the normal yeah, okay, nonsense yeah, yeah, yeah. cv stuff that was genuinely in there for a while uh it's only just dawning on me now what a mistake that might have been <laughs> what a mistake to make it oh no uh, well, let's have this email here uh, from Safe, uh, who says, Hey, Luke and Ollie, a couple of days ago, I finally became a pledge hammer. Oh, thank you very much. Again, in the middle of November. Uh, Safe is their name. Yes. Like uh, S-A-I-F. S-E-I-F. Not safe. No, no. I've uh, been planning to do so for a few months and finally it. happy to support my favorite YouTube channel and oh. podcast network. Appreciate all the content. Can't get enough of the WrestleTalk Extra archives. If you're not already a pledge hammer, you really need to go to Patreon and become one because not only do you support these lads, you get absolutely incredible extra content. Oh, thank you very much. What? That's an advert. That's a testimonial. It is. I suppose it is a little bit. Yeah. Um, he then has a big long rant about Baron Corbin. Um, <laughs> Um, he also asks, you never fully explained why that area in Tokyo uh, you were in was called Piss Alley, uh, and that name really intrigued me. Why is it called Piss Alley? Uh, does sound like, uh, uh, doesn't sound like a pleasant tourist attraction. Uh, all the best, safe. He also writes, P.S., is the size good now? In reference to his font size, because you remember he was sending us emails oh. in like 0.6 fonts. Yeah, we had to get the magnifying glass out. Slash, just zoom in on the email. Yeah, um, and I, I still don't know. I, mm. I actually have done zero research into why that is. Do you want to do something now while you I get... You do it right now. Okay, cool. I'll find out. Piss Alley. Oh, God. Am I going to Google this? I... It's going to be okay, isn't it? Yeah, I'll qualify so. it with Tokyo. Yeah. Just so... Uh, Oh, this comes in from uh, Crit, who says, Hi, Luke, Ollie, and all the WrestleTalk crews. I'm Meng, a podswafter and WrestleTalk fan from Thailand since there was only Ollie Davis. I really want to tell you guys that I've just graduated from university and currently working on applying for a master's degree. Next year, I will go to the UK for a postgraduate study, probably the University of nice. Bristol or Glasgow. Just waiting for their response. I don't know if I Bristol's would... Bristol's good. I don't know if or I would have... good. I don't know if I would have time to go to any wrestling event, but I wanted to ask anyway, do you have any suggestions, maybe wrestling related or not, for a foreigner that will be living in the UK next year? So, so stuff, just stuff to do. Mm. Oof. It says, thanks for all the consistent works that gets me through the university and hope to see you someday. Stuff to do in the UK. I was thinking about, because I went to a public house at the weekend and oh, I was, I was in pub. there. A pub. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right, prol. Uh, the uh, and I was looking around in said pub, and I thought, wow, I don't think this sort of culture exists in other countries. Mm. You know, oh, what, just like, like a pub, like pubs. Yeah, in Amsterdam, maybe not really though. Oh, but, I, mean, I went to a pub in Amsterdam. Yeah, but was it more of a bar? Were families there? Okay, yeah, no, I see. Okay, yeah, now I'm see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, like like a sort of a, a a social thing to do, not not just a social thing for a few friends to do, but almost it's part of family life and people in the village. They all get, and it is like it's a nice thing to do. Me and my wife often fantasy book uh, future years where we mm. can take the dog and the kid for a walk, and then we'll go for a walk around the woods. And then go to a nice pub and have a like a Sunday dinner. Yeah, I was uh, when I was in my pub on Sunday. None other than Waltham Forest Member of Parliament Stella Creasy should walk in. The one you emailed. The one I emailed. <gasps> Did you tell her about your I email? Didn't. I freaked out. <laughs> 
<laughs> she literally had a baby on Thursday. Yeah. I know so much about her. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's amazing. She came in, she said hi to, because like the pub we, this pub was, it's like a Walthamstow Mm-hmm. Stalwart and and the lady who runs it has been there for decades. So Stella comes in, says hi, says hi to a few people. Oh, yeah. So so and and a little baby was there with her husband. I think she can do better. <laughs> but you know, it was, it was great to see them. This is part of your love affair with no, her. It's not a love affair. It's just I think she's a fantastic MP. She's a great politician. Yeah, who fights for the right causes. Uh, I've got another mind blowing politician story that happened to me yesterday it doesn't come bigger than this person well okay well what a tease to lead us into uh and piss alley is uh, a hangover from the heady post-world war ii days where yeah uh soldiers would piss after after getting their rocks off. There you go. And see, informative this podcast mm. is. Uh, so we're going to dive into the main portion of this show. I just wanted to add, obviously not to try and get too political here, I would imagine that my local MP would not come to uh, any mm. of my local boozers because of who he is. Anyway, uh, I'm going to jump into, or we're going to jump into the main show now. Uh, we're going to be talking about Seth Rollins and has he joined forces with AOP? Question mark. Here's the show. Probably. episode of Raw was completely missable. Yeah, which is shocking because next week is the go-home show for TLC. I forgot that was a thing. So did I, until there was a moment during, I think it was the main event, where there was a shot of someone working over Rey Mysterio in a headlock. And I just saw in the background on the set the logo for TLC, and it said, a week from Sunday. And I thought, that's next Sunday, which means next week's Raw is the go-home Raw for TLC, and there are currently zero matches announced for the entire show. But they've had those... They've had the high-profile matches planned backstage for a while. Yeah. Charlotte Charlotte and Becky Lynch versus the Kabuki Warriors for the... I nearly said Raw Women's (laughs) Tag Titles. The Women's Tag Titles. Yeah. That's been the plan for months. Lashley and Rusev was bumped from Survivor Series so we could go on to TLC. TLC. It's a dark in TLC. And you'd imagine we got Roman and... um, It was Roman Roman and Baron Corbin, which was locally advertised to be a dog collar match. Mm -hmm. So they have got matches... Like, we can theorise what the card is. But as it currently stands, WWE.com has just got the results of last year's TLC, hasn't even got like where you can get tickets for this year's, and the Wikipedia entry has just got there will be matches. Yeah, and we have. A, um, I think we've put more thought into TLC <laughs> because we had a discussion last week, what TLC song should we sing this year? Let us know which comments. Uh, yeah. Let us know in the comments which you want to do. We've already done Waterfalls and... No Scrubs. No Scrubs, yeah. I kind of just want to do No Scrubs again, though. It's well, fun. yeah, because I mean, it was only me and you last time, mm. so maybe it will be better this time. Anyway, the the what one of the bigger the the biggest raw storyline that will presumably play into TLC is Seth Rollins. And after I I thought Raw had a lot of momentum after last week's show. I thought last week's show was really was good. actually really good. Such with a the good show. Rey Mysterio United States title win. A brilliant second hour it yeah, was. Yeah, really good all the way through. And this Seth Rollins teasing heel turn where he's I mean he's a heel. To the viewers, 
to JD from <laughs> NY. <laughs> yep, uh, yep. He's already a heel. Yeah. We agree with you. Don't shout at us. It was the funniest video because it's like, we're just saying the same thing. Yeah. But you're really angry that we're apparently not saying the same thing. Yeah. So, well, like, Seth Rollins really is a heel, but in Seth's character mind, he thinks he's this locker room leader who, and no one's stepping up enough, and they're resenting him for it. He's in the right. I, and, and that was set up last week, and then it had a really interesting cliffhanger where AOP came down, interfered in Owens versus Seth Rollins, and beat up Owens, but left Rollins yeah. alone. And now this plays into... This week, where it opens on AOP arriving in a limo. An SUV. An SUV. Charlie Caruso interviews them right away. Yep. And, and, and says, you know, are you with Seth Rollins? They answer in... Albanian and Punjabi. Like heels. And then Caruso says, I'm sorry, I do not speak those languages. And I believe it was Akim just says <laughs> to Charlie, you look lovely. And mm. walked away. Ladies, man. Yeah. Authors of... Damn. <laughs> the... <laughs> I, I, I mean, so twice on this episode was the the heels are going to speak in a different language. It's such an old, carny, outdated Vince McMahon thing that we saw a lot last year with Nakamura as well. Yeah, uh, and 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 Jinder, but like the year before, and it's just like. I don't mind it being used because sometimes it can be effective. Asuka's Japanese promo it was amazing. Was awesome. It's actually it worked in a babyface way. I, don't, yeah. I had no idea what she was saying. But just keep it to one heel a show, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, AOP, they sort of just fob her off. And then the actual episode of Raw opens on Seth Rollins's apology in the ring. All black Seth mm. Rollins. He's even got a black leather jacket now. So he's like... Year 2000 heel Triple H. <laughs> it's going to have the backward leather paddy cap yeah. next to really complete that look. So they, well, I think quite a lot of people wanted more from this storyline given last week's. Like that, and, and, and looking at the rest of this episode of Raw, yes, <laughs> more needed to happen overall on this episode. Yeah. But for my money, the Seth AOP Kevin Owens stuff I didn't mind this rate of progression at all. I've been, I guess, my highlight of the show. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed yeah, particularly it. Particularly, I, I, I really like Seth's promo backstage later on. Yeah, when he was just leaving the arena. So Seth gives an apology to the Raw roster, to the fans, and to Kevin Owens for for what happened last he week. He went overboard with what he said. So yeah, he to call him out and apologize. And I've seen some people criticize this for being like, "Oh, what? So WWE are just booking Seth as a babyface, regardless of what we think?" Because they saw that as a genuine apology, which I didn't think it was. Yeah, I, I'm more in like like Jerry the King Lawler when he was coming around in the ring was like, "I hope he's not here to apologize. Mm. I hope you're wrong. I hope he's not here to apologize." And he wasn't there to apologize. Really, I don't think. I don't think this was an actual. It wasn't a genuine apology. I think W like this isn't the case of WWE just pushing an obvious heel as a babyface, like we got with Roman for so many years, and like we're getting with Charlotte now. But because Jerry, the heel commentator, is always siding with Seth. Yeah, and it's not like they've done it previously with Alexa, where Alexa will be like babyface, babyface, babyface. Psych! I'm actually a heel. <laughs> So, like, they haven't done that or the... And, you know, this is a credit to Seth. Seth cut this as if it was a babyface promo. But really, it's not. It is still 
heel actics, or heel tactics. It's just in his mind, he is still this big baby face. Yeah. So it actually was a really, really great performance. And Kevin Owens called him out for all of this. Yeah. So Kevin uh, KO comes down <clears throat> and he, he's he says that smells like bull s word, and he said the word. He said a naughty word. Oh, you could tell that AEW is uh, starting yeah. to get in their craw now. Paul Heyman is like, yeah, yeah, more naughty words. The nineties are more back, baby. <laughs> uh, and that, like, AOP come out as well, and they offer a tag match of them against Rollins and Owens. And Rollins is instantly like, yeah, let's bring it, let's do that. Yeah, because then I can prove to you, Kevin Owens, that. I am on your side. I am a good guy. But Owens is not a dumb baby face and didn't fall for any of this potential trap. And he was like, yeah, okay, I'll accept this. And of course I'm not going to accept <laughs> this because it just opens me up to be attacked by all three of you yes. at once. So no, I'm not going to do it. And that like made Seth, Seth was like, whatever then. I, I, I keep trying to help people. I keep trying to lead Raw to successes in Survivor Series. Everyone is letting me down because they don't trust me. The problem is with you, not with me. Yeah. And then he walks away and he walks up the ramp. AOP part like the Red Sea on Raw. And he just walks on by. Walks on by. I thought it was a really, really good segment. Yeah. I thought, yeah. And I thought Rollins was great. I thought AOP were great despite the crowd giving them the what treatment. I thought Owens was awesome. I'm really into this. My, my only my only downside is that if this and the rest is, of the show is that uh, is if this is going to pay off into something at, at the next pay per view. That next pay per view is one episode away of Raw. Yeah, it's true. So it's almost like that. The way I'm enjoying this storyline is six weeks of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I can't see them holding out until Royal Rumble, which is the next pay per view, to sort of pull the trigger on stuff. I don't know. Is there another Starcade that we yeah, can yeah. not build to? But maybe, may, I mean, maybe you can you can have KO and Seth book together at TLC. Did you think, like, I mean, Charlotte has alluded to forces that keep putting us together, like you know these unforeseen forces, authority, figures. authority figures. But we haven't got an authority figure to book, like, <clears throat> to make Seth and Owens team up together. Mm. So it almost feels like next week Owens has to ask Rollins to be the partner or Seth makes Seth goes over his head. Yeah. And I've, I've signed way. yeah, I've signed, I've signed this up. up. Yeah. yeah. Um one other gem from this opening segment, I don't know if you saw it, was when Kevin Owens walked down the ramp, there was a guy with potentially the new Seth Rollins is not cool sign. I missed this. It just said Seth Rollins rides e scooters. <laughs> And it had a, a picture of Seth Rollins yep. drawn onto an e-scooter. That's very good. I just and, and Kevin Owens stops, looks at the <laughs> sign, laughs, and keeps on walking. It's in my review today if you, if you haven't already seen it. Go very good. That. Uh, so then Bobby Lashley stepped up to face Owens. They had a pretty decent match for the, you know, just the high spot Owens yeah. brilliant move set. I'd name like here's a frog splash, here's a pop up power bomb. Yeah, because Lana came out first because he issues like an open challenge. AOP don't want this match anymore, so they walk to the back. And no one's like, no, no, I'm going to stay in the ring. I'm going to start for this match. And then they show Lashley and Lana walking backstage. Cut to ad break. Come back. Lana walks out and poses for a long, long time. This went on forever. And then sort of shows all about me, yada yada. And Owens just starts shouting and just talking over her and being like, no one cares. Mm. No one cares. Just, you need to shut up. No one cares. Literally, no one could possibly care what you have to say. This went on for ages. Yeah, I didn't. I, 
it was, yeah, it wasn't good. Did you enjoy it? I've seen some I, people actually I, get a kick out of it. I got a kick out of it at the start, but then when it just kept on going, it's almost like an old WrestleTalk Live episode. Like <laughs> it starts off really good, but then it goes for an hour and a half. I feel like someone lost, like missed their line there as well. Well, they didn't play Lashley's mm. music or something. But anyway, like Lana was there to say that we've got another restraining order against Rusev. Um, and she calls Kevin Owens basic. That got, got, yeah. made me laugh. Yeah, basic. And then we had a match between Lashley and Owens, as you said, which was good for what they had. Uh, but it was AOP who beat up KO at the end of that for the, the DQ finish. And then AOP continued to beat up Owens outside, drag him up the ramp, go backstage. You know, we, you see them go through the set. I'm like, okay, what, what's, what's going to happen here? The answer is nothing. I was so, so surprised that there was no follow-up to this on the show. Not even like, I, I thought the show would end with a backstage shot of, yeah. their, of like him being put into like a boot or something or, you know, or a trunk if you're an American. I, I was waiting for like them to have a follow-up to this. But no, Kevin Owens just tweeted, I'm fine. Yeah. Or I'm it, safe or something. It was bad storytelling. There should have been something to resolve that. It's just a loose thread, in, not in a nice, exciting way, but just in a messy, that's bad episode structure way. Yeah. Uh, so later on, Charlie Caruso catches Seth Rollins as he's leaving the arena. Halfway through the show. Yeah. And he said, well, why didn't you help Kevin Owens? Yeah. And this was my favorite thing outside uh, AJ Styles, just wrestling in general uh, on the show, where Rollins is like, look, I'm damned if I do. I'm damned if I don't. Everyone wants to be a critic, but nobody has the guts to be a leader. I just thought that like those those two lines really summed up what Seth is is feeling right now and that sort of heel frustration. I'm so glad yeah. they've they've let him sort of go into that side of his character at the moment, the more heelish one. Um and Seth's going to be on WWE backstage tonight. Out of butts and seats. No punk. Again, well I I assume they would have advertised <laughs> yeah. punk. Uh, do you so think we'll it, see. Do you I think bet it, he'll answer stuff about Punk, though. Do you think it would have stung Triple H to have seen those ratings last week where he is not as big of a draw as CM mm. Punk is? Yeah, well, that's uh, that WrestleMania match they could have had. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was the, the opening segment and the Seth Rollins stuff. So I guess the, the question is, do you think Seth and AOP are working together right now? So that's a very interesting thing, is it? Because I think it is as of right now. I think last week, no. But I think in that inter- intervening week, that is where the, this partnership and alliance has been formed. I think it, in a kayfabe world, AOP in that rah-rah speech yep. that Seth did are like, all right, let's align ourselves with this Completely. guy. And I think that they came out at the end, they beat up Kevin Owens, and that look at Seth was like, you ask someone to stand up, we're standing up. Mm. And then they leave and allow uh, you know, Seth to do the stomp. And I think in the last seven days, they have formed this sort of alliance, possibly looking to set this trap. That's why he was looking to do this sincere apology to set up a tag mm-hmm. match so that they could turn on them because ha ha ha, Kev. Mm. But it didn't work because Kevin Owens is a smart baby face. So Seth is saying maybe a different tact with it. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I'm intrigued to see where it goes next week. But as of now, I do think they are a faction. Yeah. But I I, am fancy booking all of this. I agree. Well, I don't think we'll ever get an answer. You know, I think we'll just have the reveal. We've been working together. I'm like, but but how long? (laughs) How long have you been working together? Yeah. Because that's not the sort of detail WWE care about. But I, it's, so Seth, to me, 
And the way he's always been set up as is the architect. He's the guy with the plan. Mm-hmm. So it just, it just feels a bit odd for someone else to come up with the plan for him. And then he plays by their plan. Unless he's delusional to think that he did come up with a plan. But... The, yeah, potentially. I don't think that that will work for me as a as a. a well, fan. I mean, they'll probably just say but, that yeah. he came up with this plan right from the get go. Yeah. Uh, but yes, so raw results. I asked you all on the community tab to give your your opinions on the show, and nine point three thousand people have voted so far. Nice. Those community tab posts are just like when you know. Now we do them right, <laughs> and we don't just send people to the website. Yeah, totally. <laughs> But no polls, wonder polls people are, didn't like him. Polls are really good. So average, fifty six percent. Wow, I know. I'm I'm shocked at that. I really am. I thought it was a ri- and it's not even like it had a killer angle to close the show. It was it was pretty flat. Um, so so there wasn't even like a big upswing at the end. There was nothing on this show that stood out. I wonder if then that Raw's average is this show. Like that's the that's, that's the average level of an of an episode of Raw now because that's what people are telling us they thought this show was fine it was a three out of show fine three out of five out of show so that's this is Raw's middle ground mm. this is like it's jumping off point it can either get worse than this or it can get better than this whereas I thought this is a boring show yeah. really boring there was nothing actively bad here it's not like they ruined anything no. it was just it's boring. Yeah. Um, but the, the results do skew downwards. So you've got the 56% of average, but then 22% said poor, so two out of five. 11% said rawful. That's a lot for rawful as well. Yeah, so it's going down that way. So the people who didn't like the show really didn't like the show, and only 3% said rawsome. I don't know. I think they're going to watch WWE no matter what. Or they click the wrong button. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they actually got the, the thing the wrong way around. I love that. I think it's a, it, we can only have five options, but <laughs> yeah. I click the wrong button. Yeah. It should be one. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's give a shout out to our Pledge Hammers on Patreon. Oh, yes. A wonderful $25 a month or more Pledge Hammers on Patreon. Also, go over to wrestletalkmerch.com. Pick yourself up a little Swaff Nation t-shirt. Links in the video description oh, down yeah. below. Uh, it helps us out. We launched the merch on Friday. We're very proud of it. Yeah. So thank you for your cheap pops. Paulie Dangerously Jarman. Woohoo! Yes, yes nice you. one. Do you want to do the next one? Uh, the carpy, carper, Carpet Man uh, Flake. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I'll thank the, you. I'll do the next two. The Hundred Dollar Man, CD Horvath. Thank you, CD. Yes. And the Kessel Run, DX Solo. Love DX. Love so, DX. Yeah, he what sent a great us that championship guy. belt. The Rocket, Dan Van Sky. Thank you, Dan. Yes, great, Just, great singer he is. Yeah, uh, Justin, could you be any? Sorry, could you be better than Matthew Perry? I hope he likes Friends. <laughs> The Wonder Wall. Brian Gallagher or Gallagher? Gallagher. We don't know. No. Whoa, yeah. He's no jackass. Dano. Yeah, Dano. Yeah. The Beast. Brock Taylor. Okay, yeah. Wrestle Talk's personal ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. Thank you, Rodrigo. Adam and the Anthony Bergeron. Prince, Prince Charming. Prince Charming. And lastly for today, Kratos' forgotten son, Chris Petrow. Thank you, Thank Chris. you all so much. Thank you, everybody. Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens match, and then when it Owens did, is dragged out, it took twenty minutes to get to that Lashley match. Yeah. Twenty minutes, and fifteen of that was Kevin Owens just screaming <laughs> over Lana. <laughs> so after that, Kevin Owens is taken away. Ad break. We never hear from him again, apart from on Twitter. And Lana and Bobby Lashley are in the ring, and Lana is just doing a Rusev stuff. They've got some police officers out there from Nashville, Tennessee. And that they're to stop Rusev from appearing. Charlie Caruso was interviewing them, right, in the ring. That's why they were still there um, to be like, "Why do you think that AOP attacked <clears throat> Kevin Owens?" Yeah, and they don't they don't really have an answer for it. But then, lo and behold, Rusev jumps out from the crowd and attacks Lashley. And to WWE's credit, I'm amazed that this has come good. That moment was really good. Rusev, whenever he goes after Lashley, and it's not undermined by all this cucking stuff, is really fiery. Like he's there's an element of babyface that he's never shown before as a character. He's not the cool, uh, funny babyface of Rusev Day. He is like a fiery, just destroyer. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna completely melt to this um, in that 
you can't argue that it's not over. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's good, but it's it's over. It's over with the crowd, and mm. the crowd are super into Rusev and massively into Rusev Day. So it's, it's worked. I had the same thing with the Charlotte match later on. I did not like that segment whatsoever. But it worked. But the crowd was so yeah. into it. You're like, this is this has clearly worked. It's just not it's not my cup of tea. Totally agree. So I'm I'm gonna completely melt to this and be like, do you know what? That totally is totally worked. Yeah. And but the, I guess the difference here is I enjoyed Rusev getting his revenge on Bobby here. But I've I've seen it like yeah. five or six times now because I'm this storyline because this storyline was supposed to end at Survivor Series and they've had to sort of artificially extend it out to TLC. But like this Rusev compared to the Rusev who in ruins their dinner date is yeah. is completely different. It's I mean it's almost like he's re-signed. Well but yeah. the sort of passion he's showing and nothing's come out about that that Lana has but apparently Rusev still hasn't. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, but that gets, so after that, Rusev runs away and Lana screams at the police officers. Well, aren't you going to do anything? Because they did nothing. They didn't. They didn't get into the ring to stop this. Rusev just attacked him, stopped attacking him, and then left. And the detectives were like, "Oh, sorry, we were too slow to to get to that." And then they say, "This isn't how we do things in Nashville," and they arrest Bobby Lashley. <laughs> That's a funny comment on uh, sort of racism in police the police force but those are literally the words they said i'm not i'm not adding a race thing to this yeah the words they said was this is not how we do things in nashville then they arrested him i so i took I'm it, saying it makes no sense i, I that that element that reading is definitely there i when i watched it they they said first we're wwe fans they literally say that super lame <laughs> we're wwe fans and this isn't the way we do things in nashville what i took that to mean is they're wwe fans they like rusev that's what I they thought. see everything that's been going on with bobby and lana that's not how we do things down here in nashville we're not going to do all the sort of legal restraining orders men settle stuff like men which is ill-advised violence. That was my reading of it as well, is that we like Rusev. Yes. We don't like the way that you're treating him, so we're going to arrest you for being a baddie. Hmm. And effectively, like, I mean, Rusev broke the law. Yeah. Because they have a restraining order against yeah. him. So they, I mean, victim blamed and, uh, and, and got on the people that he attacked? The, 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 if you just look at the optics, a, a guy attacked someone and the black guy got arrested. <laughs> So apparently there was a Reddit user who posted up this was going to happen. Yes, loose lips something. Loose lips. Yeah. But the way that they described it was that Rusev would push Lashley into the police officer mm. and that's what would get Lashley arrested. That makes sense. This version makes no sense whatsoever. So Bobby was annoyed and he sort of shoulder checks the police officer as he walks past them and that's what leads to them arresting Bobby. It, did, it didn't play particularly well. Um, and then Lana, annoyed by this, understandably so, slaps <laughs> yeah. the police officer yeah. and she also gets arrested and they're carted out of the arena. So yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> it was nonsense. Um, but I like the Rusev stuff. I liked the bit that Rusev was in. And it massively got over. Yeah, and then the Street Profits and R-Truth are just shown watching backstage as they drive off in a little funny bit. Uh, then we got our first of five squash matches. Drew McIntyre versus Akira Tozawa. <laughs> yeah, so we, yeah, this was fun stuff. Drew gets on his knees to, to fight with Tozawa, tells him to leave. Like, don't even get in the ring, mate. Tozawa has a little run wild. Uh, Drew wins. Tozawa is a victim of being so brilliant. Because 
he's just gonna get he's just gonna get put in this role more and more and more. He's the Drew Gulak of Raw. Yeah. Drew Gulak just keeps put, being put in the exact same position over on SmackDown where you're like, oh, Drew's so much better than this. Mm. Gulak should be featured way in, in a way bigger position than he currently is. And the same with Tazawa. But <laughs> it's just like, no, no, you are cruiserweight, therefore you are fodder. Get beaten up. We see that later on with Tony Nese. Yeah. It, and and, and Tazawa is genuinely astounding. Like, he, it's not... Like it's not that he's a very good wrestler, which he is. It's just he's got that thing that people naturally connect with. So, I mean, I he's been squashed the last three weeks, really, mm-hmm. in sort of five-minute, slightly competitive matches. And by the end of it, I'm like, man, I want to see more Akira Tozawa. He's got a championship match in Survivor Series. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, McIntyre beat him. And weirdly, this turned into Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton, not in a match, but in a promo segment, that turned into nothing. Yeah. So Drew calls out Randy Orton uh, for being aggressive, passive-aggressive on Twitter. Yes. And I said in my review, like, he's the wrestler you want to call out for being <laughs> passive-aggressive on Twitter? Yeah, he calls out Randy Orton, they go to ad break, and they come back, Drew's still calling him out. And then Drew was like, and so if you don't know why I'm mad, here's the footage of why I'm mad. And it's just like they had a chop exchange in a match. And Randy Orton poked him in the eye. Yeah. What a chop exchange that was, though. I'm so glad, good. I'm glad I got to watch it again. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Drew, Drew starts to say, well, the Claymore is far more over than the RKO. Claymore from out of nowhere. And I thought, you know what? That's a that's that's a good angle to take because it kind of has become this out of nowhere move. It's a very well protected move. It's it's a really I love feuds that are based around something as simple as one move. Mm-hmm. Like my submission's better than your submission. Yeah. I love stuff like that. So I was really into that. I was like, okay, Randy Orton versus Drew. Randy's re-signed. He's going to have that four month period where he cares about stuff. He's in a feud with Drew. Yes, okay. And then Drew just leaves. The OC come out and Drew just leaves. I'm like, what was the last five minutes? <laughs> so, <laughs> Randy comes out and he goes like, I can't believe this is what you're mad about. And then he wanted to leave. And then they had this sort of back and forth. You're right, the OC come out because the OC have got a problem with AJ. And Drew goes, well, this doesn't appear to be a problem that Drew McIntyre is involved in. I'm off. I'm back to my home planet. (laughs) Yeah, there he goes. There's a picture on WWE.com's gallery of this segment where it's the OC, Randy Orton, and behind the OC is just Drew McIntyre like this. (laughs) Waving. I just... It just... I... (laughs) It was a pointless. It was it was a waste of time. Yeah, it was a waste of time. But it's it, it's sowing the seed for a future feud. Oh man, I don't I don't think that was good. I think you just save it for that. Anyway, wrestling stuff happens, and Ricochet runs down to save Randy from this OC beatdown, followed by Humberto Carrillo and Rey Mysterio. The babyfaces chase off the OC because uh, you've kind of got that Ricochet Orton stuff that's been going on. Orton has managed to create in the last three weeks. A feud with AJ Styles, whatever this thing is with Drew, and he's still got that oddly paternal relationship with Ricochet. But has he? <coughs> I think so. Because there was nothing, I mean, apart from Ricochet running out to make the save, which I just thought it was because he's the baby. That's what Ricochet does for everyone. Yeah. Um, There's a, a baby face in peril. <laughs> I'm a superhero. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and then they can be real. And later on, Randy's like, I don't need you guys' help. Yeah. I, don't, I think that storyline's over. I don't know. I don't, it, it just seems that they're, they're putting a lot of stock in Randy in 2019. 
And I, I don't know if that was part of whatever deal well, he re-signed. There was the report that when he went over to Raw that he was set to be the big... He was going to be like one of their top baby faces. Mm. So, um, yeah. Which is weird because he loves being a heel. After that, we got... And you're going to... I was really proud of this joke. The second... the two, uh, Out of five. The two out of five squash match of the evening. Mm-hmm. Two out of five live... Squash match. Okay. I can't remember how I worded it now. It, it seemed to work better earlier. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got Tony Nice losing in pretty quick fashion to Alistair Black. Nice got a bit of offense in, but really it was just a setup for the Black Mass for the win. Tony Nice um, obviously gets the jobber entrance here, and King goes, Who? Oh. <laughs> like, absolutely yeah. no idea who this guy is. He even calls. Um, a great kingism called Black Mass's finisher Black Magic. Yeah, I, yeah, I thought I heard that. Yeah, and then uh, then Victor was like Black Mass. He hit yeah. the Black Mass for the win. By the way, no Dio Madden again. It was Samoa Joe on commentary, which you know it's fine because I, Samoa Joe's really really good at that. But I did like Dio Madden, and I prefer Samoa Joe as a wrestler. Well, I mean Joe's injured at the moment, so it yeah. feels like it's something for him to do. But it's, I mean. It, doesn't feel like this is good news for Madden's mm. commentary career if you've been missing for like five weeks now. Unless he really takes selling seriously. And he, he is was, taking it seriously. Yeah, I mean, taken out by that F5. Dominic came back quicker. <laughs> <laughs> and he's 10 years old. So it cuts backstage to Buddy Murphy. He's been watching this match. Charlie Caruso interviews him because it seems, I imagine that's a TLC match we'll get. Yeah, Murphy versus gotta imagine, Black. yeah. And Buddy says that Alistair Black is too stressed out or something. Well, he said he gets the three words to describe me, cool, calm, and collected. Alistair Black needs to calm down. And if he doesn't, I'll calm him down. Calm down? All right there, calm down. I think that should be a chant. Calm Calm him him down. down. Calm Calm him down. down. (laughs) Uh, Then we got another squash match, Andrade versus Eric Young. Eric Young's still employed. I I do want to mention something about these various squash matches. And how I'm not sure if it's effective. Because Alistair Black came out to no reaction. You know, he's been in the main roster now since before WrestleMania. So it's like February time he Mm. got called up. February, March time. And he's coming out to no reaction. And then Andrade has also been getting the squash match treatment now since he jumped over to Raw in the brand split. He's coming out to no reaction. Mm. Later on, the Viking Raiders come out to no reaction. There are few people on this roster that come out to a reaction. And it's none of the people they're trying to do something with because they've spent the last, in some cases, 18 months, two years. And in the case of Andrade, and some people just nine months doing these nothing squash matches and no storylines. So now no one really cares. So you can keep putting Andrade out there in these squash matches with Eric Young. You can keep putting Alistair Black out there with squash matches with Tony Nese where he wins in dominating fashion. But they're not getting them over. You know, if I'm going to melt to the Rusev thing, you look at this and then this is not working. No, no, totally. Well, I mean, we've said that about the Viking Raiders for months. It's where I, And it's news to me. Like, this has caught me by surprise. I always thought squash matches, that's the way to get over movesets and then you put this new act in a proper program and a storyline. Well, your problem is they haven't done the second part of that. Mm, but it hasn't worked since Braun Strowman. It didn't work for the Viking Raiders. It's just, I think... Squash matches might actually mostly be an, an an antiquated technique. Maybe not all the time. Not ruling that out completely. But I thought you know they didn't really work in AEW either. No. When Proud and Powerful had their squash match the other week, it was the least into anything on the show the crowd were. I just think for a modern audience, 
squash matches don't connect as much as they used to. And that means you definitely shouldn't have five of them on a show where nothing happens. Yeah, so Andrade came out to no reaction. Poor old Eric Young in this situation mm-hmm. as well. He lives in Nashville, which I'd imagine why he was there. And TNA used to have a big hold in Nashville. So actually, this crowd did really get into Young at one point when he was making his comeback. He's really good. He's amazing. Like, Eric Young is fantastic. Like, always has been a fantastic wrestler. It's one of the reasons why Sanity was so good, is they were four really, mm. really good wrestlers. They could have that amazing War Games match. Yeah. But it's just... They don't know what to do with him, I guess. No. Andrade won with the Hamlock DDT. Yeah. Uh, and no no Zelina Vega interference. No storyline also. And if you go onto the WWE.com gallery of this match, you won't find the title. You won't find Eric Young versus Andrade. You'll find NASCAR <laughs> Superstar wins 24-7 championship because that was the real angle that WWE cared about here. Truth ran down after the win. Hid next to these two NASCAR drivers and the the usual jobbers run around the rig excuse me and Truth gets rolled up by a NASCAR driver With to the- lose the belt. He won it back later that evening. Oh did he? Yeah. Okay. So his NASCAR mate this NASCAR lads who won the belt, his NASCAR mate had a referee shirt on. Yeah. And there have been a few wrestlers I've seen be like, oh, hang on, so you could have any special guest referee. Like I thought the rules were you had to have That's a, a WWE point. official. Did yeah. he come up through the developmental system? I don't know, man. If you can just put on, if you can have any old lad put on a referee shirt, I mean, there's no rules to this thing. Uh, Then we got Street Profits and No Way Jose doing some Black Friday stuff. Cyber Monday. The oh yeah, good point. (laughs) The Charlie Caruso interview with Seth, a Rey Mysterio video package. Then our fourth (laughs) squash match of the evening: No Way Jose and Rowan. No Way Jose's sex party conga line tried to get into Rowan's weird pet cage thing. Rowan beat them all up, but not as spectacularly as I would have hoped. I was hoping the conga line would run around the ring and Rowan would just do that crossbody he does oh, on everyone. Yeah, okay. I thought you wanted Rowan to do more comedy stuff. I thought I thought you were happy to see him far away from no, truth. No. Um, I liked King calling the sex party a who's who of who cares. <laughs> that is good. good. Uh, but Rowan squashed Jose in the end with two claw slams. He did the sort of picking his shoulder up. Don't go school you. Now, what was excellent about this was Rowan was then backstage after the match in gorilla position and not Renee Young comes up to him and says, and this is a verbatim quote, what's in the cage? (laughs) What's What's in in the the cage, cage, Rowan? Yep. What's What's in in the the cage? cage? And then Rowan walks off. It was... A lovely reference to the Illegal Fight Club. Terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible writing. It was just all, it was just all bad. Yeah. And, and, but I, I love this. I, I live for moments like this sometimes. I want to specify, I know it's not the ending of Fight Club. Yeah. It's a reference to a joke that <laughs> you Ollie You even made. got me, like, I was like, I know. No, no, I was just doing a thing. I know. Uh, after this, so do you want to go through this? Because the, the Charlotte Flair versus Asuka and Kyrie Sane in a two-on-one handicap match we got next. Yeah. I mean, this can be summed up very, very quickly. Charlotte Flair's the best. And she nearly won on multiple occasions. The Kabuki Warriors are crap and can barely beat up one person when they've got the one-person advantage or two-person advantage. And then, they, and then just about scraped a victory at the end. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so that, that is the headline. Um, yeah. as, <laughs> it's my as, short review of this segment. As you alluded to earlier, though, this was like one of the most over things in, on this the show. was massive to this crowd. They loved it. Yeah. And... 
I, you know what? I from from a, I thought this was really effective booking. It was the the thing that I compare it to is when Roman Reigns would have really genuinely amazing babyface matches, mm-hmm. and all the odds would be stacked against him, and it was just perfectly the amount of booked, kind of like Rey Mysterio's U.S. title win last week. So that you've got all these things to overcome, and then he overcomes it, and you can hear the crowd slowly get sucked into that story, and they really get into Roman as a character. But the problem is. Roman wasn't the guy that the crowd organically wanted to see. He was often facing people who the crowd organically wanted to see as the babyface. And that's my problem here. Like, I love this match. I think it was it was it had ups and downs. That double spear spot from Charlotte Great for a near, near fall. fall. Great near Fantastic. Fall. Crowd was so into that near fall. But at the end of the day, it's like it never properly connected with me because I don't buy into Charlotte in any way, shape or form because they have given me no reason to. And Charlotte keeps on acting like a heel to get behind her in this way. And on top of that, I am in that way, into Asuka and Kairi Sane, plus they're the women's tag team champions, plus even before then they were booked pretty strong independently of each other. Asuka was the SmackDown women's champion at the start of this year, beat Becky Lynch, and now you're telling me not even both of them combined can beat Charlotte. This was a long match. It went through like one or two commercial breaks. And this is my... If if this had been Flair versus Sane... And you had interference from Asuka, basically like the, the flip reversal of what you did last week. It's a different story. Yeah. But this was a 2 on one handicap match where they barely, like they never got control. Mm. Charlotte just kept making a comeback. Anytime the Kabuki Warriors got some offense in, Charlotte would just shut it down and would do a move on top of them. And, just, and it always felt like they would just... She was the sun, and they were planets orbiting around mm, her, mm. and she would just swat them away, King Kong on top of the building with the helicopters. It never felt like the Kabuki Warriors were in control of this match when really they should have been because they were the tag team champions in a handicap match <laughs> where they had the advantage. Yeah, yeah. I totally it, agree. I, I don't think... I, I thought it was really poorly thought out personally i thought it was really poorly but maybe it's because i'm more into asker and carrie saying than i am charlotte flair and I, I like you i do not buy charlotte flair as a baby face but also at the end of this when this match finished i was like god the kabuki warriors are crap like they can't even beat one per- they barely beat yeah. one person but <clears throat> crowd loved it massively got over so i maybe i'm just in the minority on it i think that's genuinely because this this was great on paper booking for a baby, like just the way the match was structured. If you take out Charlotte, if you take out those names and you put in who's someone we all really like, right? Rhea Ripley, right? You you switch out Charlotte for Rhea Ripley, and this is a completely but it's still different your women's match. tag team champions in a handicap match. I think that's where I that's where I fall mm-hmm. down on this is because it's a handicap match, not a one on one match where someone on the outside is tripping up the baby face yeah. and being like, ah, you actually have got the advantage, distracting you on the outside. It is you have got such an advantage on this. You should be in control of this match more. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, Charlotte had Asuka beat, really, in the figure eight near the end. Everyone taps to that when she locks it properly in. But Sane hits this insane, insane elbow from the top rope. Great finish, I thought. And Sane picks up the win, which is nice to see her beat Charlotte. But again, and- that, that finish tells me Charlotte would have had the match won. Uh, and then Charlotte... I think it's Charlie. No, it was not Renee Young asked her backstage uh, after the match. Do you regret taking on that handicap match? Charlotte says, nope, and walks off. Yeah. 
odd that we haven't seen Becky Lynch for two weeks. It is strange, isn't it? Considering that she's effectively going to become part of this story next week. Going we up think. against the well, yeah, we think that's what the local advertising is. Um, she she did wrestle in the dark match, so yes. she was there. And Meltzer said that um, apparently the reason why she wasn't there for this week is because the idea of this show was to get Charlotte over as a babyface, hmm. and you don't want Becky Lynch there to overshadow that. Why can't you do like a proper babyface turn? <laughs> you know, she because she hasn't had that. I think I'd feel a lot better about it if she just ran down to save Becky and they both stood tall. Or yeah, I don't I don't know how you would do it. Anyway. After that, we got our final squash match. Viking Raiders, of course, taking on two local enhancement talents, Mark Stern and the Mitchell Lions. It was exactly the same as every other Viking Raiders squash match. It didn't really get over with the crowd. No. But they've got a new thing. They keep on shouting, are you watching, at the camera. I, I, to be honest, I really phased out during this, and I did not pick that up. They honestly said it, both of them, about six times together throughout this two-minute match. Interesting. Uh, maybe it's just a way to keep people engaged. <laughs> there was an awesome spot when uh, Baldwin... Roe. Roe hits this flying double knees on one of the jobbers mid-air. Looked awesome. But, you know, it's not working. And the main event was the OC versus Rey Mysterio, Ricochet and Umberto Carrillo in a really fun six-man Really, tag. really fun six-man tag. Their promo beforehand, less fun... Because it oh. was. <laughs> We're superheroes. Superheroes are real. And then after everything, Korea doesn't seem that upset that Ray Mysterio effectively stole his spot. Because mm. he hasn't got that US title match that he was uh, that he earned. He's just happy for him. But the uh, the OC are just absolutely brilliant. Um, they've got the best in the world trophy at ringside. They didn't really make a thing of it. Uh, no. The cameras would catch half of it, but they never. I thought there could be more mileage there. Uh, I also liked when they recapped the Lashley and Lana segment, Lawless said, looking back at that, it makes me embarrassed to be from Tennessee. <laughs> and Joe just quickly goes, we're all embarrassed for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this match was, you know, here's the hot tag to Carrillo. Wow, that's, that's, that's impressive a, stuff. That's a fun hot tag. Here's the hot tag to Rey Mysterio. Oh, that's a fun hot oh, tag. Well, yeah, that's, that's really good. Better. Here's the hot tag to Ricochet. Wow, really oh, fun. my wow, God. That's really good. He, uh, he did this sort of run up the rungs on the turnbuckle to the ring post spot on the apron and turned it into a moonsault outside. It's a wicked spot that he does. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I loved Carl Anderson stopping the 619 on AJ as well. Yeah. Like grabbing him on the and other side of the ring. Yanking him out the ring. Oh, it's great. Really, really nicely worked stuff. Uh, so quick as well by the end when everyone's hitting their finishes. Everyone was on point to, yeah. to hit their spots on this. Really, um, really good. But AJ, Avalanche Styles clash on Ricochet. So Umberto got the night off from losing <laughs> for a change. Uh, AJ pins Ricochet for the win. Um, night that, and then there's 90 seconds left so I'm like what's going to happen here AJ's celebrating Randy Orton appears behind him it's not really from out of nowhere it's from out of there mm -hmm. I can see you and he hits an RKO that's how we go off the air yeah nothing about Kevin Owens yeah so overall I gave it 2 out of 5 because there was nothing terrible there was nothing like actively damaging but ooh a lot of squash matches ooh a bit of boring yeah, um, I found myself at one point um, do it, like looking to do some admin. I was mm. looking to do some Patreon admin during this. <laughs> um, while I was making my notes, I thought, I could be doing some Patreon admin. It was during one of the squash matches. Like, do I need to take detailed notes on this? Probably not. Probably could, just say I he beat him. Yeah, I mean, my notes are Raiders win. 
um, which is why I missed the uh, the thing. Mm. Uh, but in the end, I was like, no, I'll, I'll stop doing admin. I will focus on this show. No, the Raiders just won. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was right in the first place. It was boring. So uh, go on then. Tell us about your story. So, but I'm, before you do, Daniel's oh. emailed in to say, Hi, Luke, was listening to your Raw Review podcast where you talked about feeling festive and wanted to put your tree up, but waiting until oh, it's December. <laughs> but then me and my lady friend decided, why not enjoy it? And he sent me a photo of his Christmas tree that he put up in November. Wow. And uh, there's a lot. <laughs> Don't laugh. It's a lovely tree. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. It's because, what's this person's name? Sorry. Daniel. Daniel. Right. So Daniel's Daniel's other half, their name obviously begins with K. Because part of the Christmas decorations is a light-up letter K and a star in the middle and then the letter D. Which is wicked. And just above it is a similar thing, not lit up. Oh, uh, I see. But with the, the letters the other way round, so it just looks like dick <laughs> with with the middle bit censored. Yeah, and that's a, what childishly made me laugh. It's a candle uh, in the middle is what it is. In the shape of a dick. <laughs> Anyway, thank you very much, Daniel, for your email. Sorry, yeah. you Merry Christmas, story. Daniel. Merry, I guess, yeah, we can say that normally now. I yeah. said that to the when me and Pete went to see Frozen Two two Fridays ago. Yeah, so still late mid November. I said Merry Christmas to everyone who served us to annoy Pete. He was like, <laughs> I was like, stop doing that. I was like, how are you going to do a music video punishment? <laughs> <laughs> you can't even cope with me me doing this to annoy you. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, I'm cycling home last night. I get to the crossroads, which is where you know the, my local tube station is, and there's a backup of cars, but I'm on a bicycle. So I'm like, well, I'm going to go to the front. And I, get, I went to the front of the traffic light bit, so I'm right on the thing. But there's a guy on a motorbike in the middle, a police officer of the Metropolitan Police, with both arms out, and he looks so serious. I was like, what's going on here? And then another one comes in. And then another one. Another motorbike. Yeah. And they're all like sectioning off this middle part of the crossroads, which is kind of, for Americans, it's kind of, you know, it's exactly the same as how you have your cross crossroads with the traffic lights. So it's, it's four intersecting roads. Yeah. Two intersecting roads, I guess. And it, this is like this for five minutes. It's a long time. People were honking. Mm-hmm. It was annoying. I couldn't do anything. I was kind of stuck in, in no man's land. And... Then a cargo, like, then whatever this blockade is for comes through. And it is cut, like, big, uh, what they call four by four, SUV, 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 SUV. Four SUVs go past, black, blacked out windows. Then this super fancy black car, I don't know what the make is, with Donald J. Trump in the back seat. How do you know? Because I, I saw the shock of... Hair, mm-hmm. and I, th- I just assumed because we're in the UK, there's Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister. Uh, Mike Michael MB. Le- le- later, I found out no, it was Trump. Wow. And then, then you know, his car goes past SUV, SUV. I'm not kidding, six SUVs. Then this enormous tank-like car. Whoa! It was a, ta- it was pretty much a tank, but instead of the the caterpillar tracks mm-hmm. it had normal wheels and instead of a gun and the top bit it was just a normal car so, so it's just like a very big, big car, car yeah but it had all these antennae on the top and a and a satellite dish it looked like i would have had it as a toy as a kid <laughs> and then like met police car met police car the helicopters overhead i'm not kidding it was freaking cool <laughs> this this was like a proper presidential motorcade yeah and it was awesome 
and I I was fine with it was like I got a little show. <laughs> I didn't mind being because <laughs> you were right at the front. Much. Yeah, I was right at the front. So yeah, I mean, I did not expect last night at seven thirty p.m. to be ten feet away from Donald Trump for about half a second. <laughs> Well, crazy. What a crazy, yeah. crazy day that you had. Yeah. Well, that's my story. I just wanted to share it. I oh, thought. Oh, man. Very interesting. I'm glad you did share it. That's yeah, weird. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. all I've got. I think we might have to bring it to a close, unfortunately. Yeah. Did I just tell the best story ever? Well, no, actually, I'm going to quickly read this out because this is from Flev, who's one of our Patreon pledge hammies. He mm. says, Hi, Luke and Ollie. Just watched your Frozen 2 review on Screen Stalk, and Ollie mentioned cats. Honestly, I don't care one bit about the movie itself, but knowing about Ollie's. <laughs> love of anthropomorphic characters I think his movie review uh, movie review of Cats could be somewhat interesting to watch but I see that the movie comes out it's on December 20th and I don't know when you guys are taking your holiday break will there be a review of the film because I think it would be a missed opportunity thank you for taking my email all the best well I'm going to be there opening day uh, whether we review it is another matter uh, I don't think you know because that the same weeks Jumanji and Star Wars are out so of the, the the films that are more applicable to our audience, yeah. the Screen Stalkers audience, Cat, they'll get priority. Cats has got a very different audience to that Star Wars and Jumanji audience. I'm the Venn diagram, though. I'm yeah. in the middle there, yeah. with both overlapping onto my face. I honestly do not think I could care less about a movie than Cats. Like, even before the trailer had mm. come out, I couldn't have cared any less about it. But it's directed by a very good director, Tom Hooper. Yeah, but he also did Les Miserables, and I wasn't asked about that either. Did, did you see it? I'm, I'm not asked. I couldn't care less exactly. about the film. What about The King's Speech? Well, that was good. Really? But then again, I've no interest in ever seeing it again. He, uh, Yeah, I, I don't think Tom Hooper, when he's selecting projects, is sitting down thinking, what would Luke want me to make? No, and also whenever I see his name, I instantly think it's Toby Hooper and I get way more excited. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, actually, no, sorry. It's not the director of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I'm less interested now. No, it couldn't be more opposite, really. Yeah. Was Tom Holland? Oh, no, it's, mm. it's, no, it's not. It's... Well, I am very much looking forward to Cats. I like musicals. I love Cats. I love Taylor Swift. And it's all in this movie. <laughs> I've never seen Cats, the, the musical. No, well, no. I just, the only thing I know about it is it's a joke in Team America. What, what joke? Well, they go and they... Um, I mean, you, you could go and look up yourself. It's, it's a... funnier when you sit. No, we've got, to, we've, got a, we've got a show okay. to do. Anyway, so that is all we've got time for on this episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, before... Yeah, I'll say this in the actual thing as well, but just in case you missed it. Saturday's show, the SmackDown review, both Pete and Dave are away, so I'm coming in. I forgot to replace the other person. Mm -hmm. So Randy Andy Datsun is making his second ever review appearance on this channel. The last time he was on a podcast was WWE Evolution. So get in the hate mail now. <laughs> No, because what's going to happen is he's going to be universally beloved and then he'll never let that go and he'll bring it up at every... He'll actually... He might come into the office more just so he can bring yeah. up that he's always... Want, everyone wants him on the channel. He's... Uh, the, I mean, I'm sure he wants me to read out our private correspondence. <laughs> correspondence. But uh, he's when I first asked him, I teased it out a bit. I was like, what are you doing Saturday afternoon? Mm -hmm. Dot, dot, dot. Around 3 p.m. Dot, dot, dot. dot, dot. <laughs> in Hackney Wick. Dot, 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 dot. Dot. And, you know, he said, would you like to, if, if you're free? And he said, I'd love to. And then his next next immediate message was, I'll behave. 
Oh, that breaks my little heart know, a little bit. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, that's going to be a lot of fun. But anyway, yeah, so, but before that, we've got AEW reviews with myself and Oliver Davis. We've got NXT reviews with housemate Simon and Laurie Blake. And then, yes, Randy Anidatsu makes a triumphant return to the podcast <laughs> with his rolling R's and everything. Uh, for no the, rolling R's. For the SmackDown review. The SmackDown review, perhaps. Nope. But that is all we've got time for. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 